Shalom Aleichem, Shavua Tov to all of you listeners of this beautiful station, the station that broadcasts only Divrei Musar, Divrei Alecha, Divrei Torah, of course, uh, religious music. This is uh, Rabbi Eliyahu Elbaz from SLC. I'm going to talk about the parasha we read yesterday, Parashat Hayesara. When you go through the parasha, that you see that one of the most striking passages in the parasha has to do with the details of the shiduch. A shiduch for its hakavinu. That is to find a proper bride for its hakavinu. Avraham Avinu took his loyal servant Eliezer and he made him swear that he will not, he will not take a bride for his heart from the uh, the maidens of the Canaanite, Canaanite woman. He wants him to go to his original birthplace with the Haran and from there he will take uh, a bride from uh, the family of Abraham Avinu. So as it takes 10 camels laden with all kinds of goodies he gets there. When he gets there, he makes a wish. The wish was the wish, very simple, right? The maiden that will come in and he'll ask her to drink and she'll give him to drink. And then she says to him, you know what? I'll even give to you camels to drink. He said, that is the woman that would be the proper one for a his master's son is Haq. This is really a test of Gemilut Hesed to see how much a person can go for Hesed. Well, the, the wish came true. And Rivka Imenu came by. She asked him that question. And she also gave to his camels to drink. What did he do? After she finished uh, giving water to the uh, camels, he gave her a gift. What's the gift? Well, there were actually two things. There was a ring and two bracelets. Now, the ring, the Torah specifies that the ring was beka mishkalo. Beka hatsi sheker. Like mahasita sheker. That's one thing. And two bracelets. That the bracelets actually the their weight was ten shekel. Ten shekel. Shekel is roughly twenty grams or about two hundred grams. A little less than half a pound. So now we're talking about uh the, the uh, one ring that says uh, that's Hatsi Shekel, two, two bracelets, uh, a ten, uh, uh, that, uh, ten Shekel. What's the idea behind these numbers? Why is Mahas the, the ring is Mahasita Shekel, not a third of a Shekel, not a, a whole Shekel? And why this is a ten, exactly ten Shekelim, the bracelets, not nine, not twelve? So Rashi says, Hashanah Shalom brings the Midrash, he said, tell him why. He, Eliezer, wanted to hint 
to Rivka. Beka has to do Mahasita Shekel, has to do with the Mahasita Shekel, which later on the Bnei Israel will be using for the Kobanut Sibur. When the Mishkan was erected, and, and later on the Beit HaMikdash also, every male adult was supposed to bring Hatsi Shekel in order to buy the, uh, the animals for sacrifice. After all, every day they had to have a Tamit Shilboker, they had to have a, a, a Korban in the morning, a Korban in the afternoon, uh, and uh, on Rosh Hodesh and Shabbatot, they have more Korbanot, and Moadim, even more. So, I mean, these things cost money. Who's going to finance that? The people themselves, the finance. Each one gives Hatsi Shekel. So he, the uh, Eliezer, was hinting at Rivka about this Beka, which is going to be later on for the Kobanut Sibur. That was the Avodah of the Mikdash. What about the Asara Zahar Mishkalam? What about the ten? Two bracelets because two Luhot. And the Luhot, the Moshe Rabbeinu brought down, was two of them. And how many commandments there were? Ten. So Rashi says there were ten. Asar to Berot. He gave her a hint of the Torah. Uh, that, that, I mean, that, uh, the numbers uh, look great, uh, fine. Beautiful, uh, uh, but uh, but what's the connection? What's the idea behind it? Why why is uh, Eliezer all of a sudden interested in hinting about the Mahasita Shekel and, and hinting about the Ten Commandments? What's the idea behind that? It turns out there's something very interesting. You know, before Matan Torah, the world existed with the zikhut of one middah, chesed. Olam chesed ibanit. If there was a lack of chesed, then the world didn't deserve to exist. It's what happened during Dora Mabur, the generation of the Mabur. People they were stealing from each other. There was no chesed. But the Maleha is Hamas. Everybody was uh, stealing from the other. There was no hassle at all. So Hashem said, if that's the way it is, the world doesn't deserve to, to stay on. Destroyed the world. What happened with Saddam? Same thing. In Saddam, no one was allowed to even help a poor man. If he did, he was punished. So what happened? Saddam was destroyed. Olam, the world before Matan Torah existed only with the Zechut of Hesed. Was Hesed fine? Lot was different. Why? Because Lot actually, he practiced the Midah of Hesed. That's why he was saved. He was saved because he was not uh, doing the same thing like everybody else was doing at the time. Everybody else in Sodom hated Hesed. He as we've seen, when the two Malachim came, he actually go ahead and he took him in. Well, that was before Matan Torah. Now, after Matan Torah, the Bnei Israel received the Torah. Hesed was not good enough. Now you have to have the Torah also. Without the Torah, you can't 
The Bnei Yisrael receive the Torah, they have to practice it. Then, when they sinned with the Egel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told them to build the Mishkan. And the Mishkan, that is now the place where you bring the Korbanot, the place of the Avodah. Now, this is really what it says in a famous Mishnah in Pirkei Avot, Al Shilosha Devarim HaOlam Omed. On three things the world stands. Ala Torah, the study of the Torah. The Bnei Israel must understand that this is a duty that they must fulfill all their life. And that is Rikvoa Etim La Torah. To have fixed time for the Torah, for the study of the Torah. Ala Avodah. That's the second item. In the olden days, the Avodah was in the Beit HaMikdash. Nowadays, the Avodah is in the synagogue. The prayers. We have prayers. We come to worship Hashem. We come to, uh, to Shahrit or, or whether it's Minha or Arbit. We, we praise Hashem and we pray to Him. We ask the things that we want. And finally, Gimirut Hesed. And also on Gimirut Hesed. Three things. Torah, Avodah, and Gimirut Hesed. Now, in the days of Rivka Menu, that was way before Matan Torah, it was only one Midah. The world stood on one Hesed. Fine. So, the first thing he did, he tested her. He has a test with the Midah of Hesed. And she passed with flying colors. No question about it. But then, is reminding Rivka that she is not just going into a home, like her home where she came from, where they were of the Avodah Zarah, and, and they, they, it was a different thing. No, they, she's coming to the home of Abraham Avinu and Ishaq Avinu. He is a different thing here. Abraham, the Avotinu Akdushim, they practiced mitzvot of the Torah. So, and they were the ones that recognized Hashem, only Hashem, nobody else. So therefore, there was a need for Eliezer to hint to Rivka, to say to her, Rivka Imenu, yes, I know you passed the test of Hesed, but now you're going into a home where there's also the practice of the Torah and also the Avodah. So this is why he hinted at that with, first of all, Beka, Mahasita Sheker, which was for what purpose we said before? It was for the purpose of buying the Kobanul, which is the Avodah and the Beit HaMikdash, and the Torah, well, with the Luhot. Asarita Dibirot, this is the basis of all the Misvot, the Ten Asarita Dibirot. So he's reminding her, he's hitting, He's hinting at the fact that there has to be these three things in the home of Abraham Avinu. Torah, Avodah, and Gimilut Hesed. And, uh, of course, uh, the, uh, the tefillah is one of the things that we mentioned now. Uh, tefillah is extremely an important thing nowadays. And so I want to add something about the tefillah. Now, when it comes to the tefillah, which is one of the three things, three items we mentioned that the Torah, stand, the uh, the world stands on, is 
the tefilot, it says in, in the Gemara, tefilot abot tikenun. That the tefilot were instituted by Avotenu Akdushim. And one of them was the Shahrit was, t- uh, was instituted by Avraham Avinu. And Minha by Itzhak Avinu. It says, by it says, that's in all in our uh, parasha. And of course, the Arbit uh, uh, was with Yaakov Avinu. And these three tefillot actually are uh, inscribed in the second letter of the name of Abotenu Akdoshim. Abraham, the second letter is Bet, which is Boke. He, um, he was the one that instituted Shahrit. And Itzhak, Sadiq is the second letter, which is Sahoraim, that's Minha. Yaakov, the second letter is Ain, which is Erev. So that is the uh, Arbit. But there's something interesting about the Filat Minha. In Masechet Berachot, Davav Amud Bet, it says, Amar Abi Halbo, Amar Abhuna. A person, a Jew, has to be very, very careful about the tefillat. The minha tefillat. doesn't say shahrid, it doesn't say arbid, it says minha. And the Gemara tells us why. Why? Shehare Eliyahu, Eliyahu Navi, lo na'ena ela bitfilat minha. Eliyahu Navi was answered by HaKadosh Baruch Hu during the tefillah of Minha. As it says, Vayhi ba'alota Minha, it says in the Navi, when it was about Minha time, Vayigash Yiliyahu Navi, it came, and he said, Aneni Hashem, Aneni, twice, Aneni Hashem, answer me, Hashem, answer me, answer me, the first one, Shetered Esh Min Hashemayim, that the fire should come from the sky. And the second one, the people there should not say that, hey, he's like a magician. He's doing some kind of sorcery. But it is from Hashem. Now, what's happening here? What happened? We can go way back. Interesting story involved here in the Tanakh. Yeshua, when he conquered Yericho, Somehow he said he made he made a kelala. Arura ish Asher Yakum Ubana etaira zote teriho. He made he said, Cursed be the person who would rebuild Yeriho. And he gives he actually says what the, the, the curse is. Bibhoro isadena ubitsiro yatsib de when he starts building, whatever, whatever, if he has eight kids, when he starts, the Bechor is going to die. When he finishes, meaning when he puts up the doors, the gates, then it's going to go all the way until the last one, the, the, the youngest one will die. So during, during the days of Eliyahu Navi, and that was the time of Ahava Melech, Hiel Beta Eli, who was very close uh, family-wise to the king, his name was Hiel Beta Eli, he decides he's going to build Yericho. He's going to build it. 
what happened? Sure enough. When he started, his bichot died. And when he finished, his youngest one died, just like Yoshua said. Now, it so happens that during that time, as this man was sitting Shiva, Eliyahu and Navi came to pay a Shiva call, as we say nowadays, and Ahab was also there. Ahab asked Eliyahu, who's greater? It was mocking. It was mocking our Torah. It was making fun. He said, who's, great? who's greater, the Talmud or the teacher? So what's, what do you mean? What are we talking about? What? He said, when Yeshua is the teacher of Moshe Rabbeinu. He made a curse, and the curse came out to be true. Moshe Rabbeinu said, If there is Abu Dazara, Kalush Baruch Hu is going to stop the rain. He said, look, everybody hears Abed Abedazara. And the rain doesn't stop. I can't even walk in the street because so much rain. So Eliyahu Navi, who is a Kanai, prayed to Akadosh Baruch no more rain. That's it, no more rain. The rain stopped. Ah, the rain stopped. So, of course, uh, after a while, he, he, he ran away because he was afraid, uh, mainly from Ahab's wife, Isabel, was afraid. And eventually, he came back. And when he came back, he challenged Nebi'ehabad. Nebi'ehabad were the uh, false prophets, which Isabel <laughs> believed in. And he challenged them. So you bring your own sacrifice, I bring mine. You bring your own God next to you, whatever it is, you know, something, stone or wood, whatever. You pray to your God. And let's see if your God will bring a fire and burn the, uh, the korban, the sacrifice. And I'll do the same. Okay, so they started. Started early on. And they kept on praying and praying and praying and praying. At one point, Eliyahu Navi says, wait, wait a minute, why don't you uh, pray louder? Maybe he's hard at hearing. Maybe your God is hard. He doesn't hear well. So he's making fun of him. But nothing happened. Then Eliyahu Navi said to him, wait. And he brings his own, his own korban, and it was already minhatayim. And at that point, he prayed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Hashem brought down the fire and burnt everything. Then everyone recognized right there and then, Hashem Hu Elohim, Hashem Hu Elohim. Everyone saw with their own eyes the power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, the, the Mfashim are asking a very interesting question. So this is the hashibut of Minhana. It's why it's a hashibut. This is, that's what Bihalbo said. We said before, Bihalbo said, oh, Minha, the ulami Adam Zahir, Bitfilat Minha, person has to be very careful about Minha. Why? Because they are Navi. He challenged Nabi Abal and he was, he was right, and Hashem helped him. But then they had a question, wait a minute, what happened if Elio and Navi had done that in the morning? We don't think that Hashem is going to help him out. Huh? He would. 
Or if it's done at night, same thing. So what's the big hashivut of the minha if, regardless of which prayer it is, was probably HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there was a question, there was a challenge over here. And Hashem wanted to show He is the only God is in the world. People at that time were of the Avodah They had to be shown that Hashem Elohim. So it really didn't, would not make a difference. But he said the difference is the following. Minha time was almost next to sunset. When he started and he saw that he was not going to be able to finish everything before sunset. So according to the Midrash, the sun stopped to give more time, more time to Eliyahu Navi to be able to prove his point. So this is the idea. There was a miracle involved with Minha. If it was in the morning, there wouldn't be any miracle. Because why? Because there's plenty of time anyway. The Olam is here because that really was the time when there was a miracle. Just like Yeshua stopped the sun. The sun stopped so he can finish uh, to prove that Akadosh Baruch Hu is the most powerful being in the world. There's another, another thing that interesting about Minha and that is look, Shahrit you go to work, right? Or you wake up a little earlier huh? you go to the synagogue and then you go you go to work Arbit, well, after you finish work, you come home, you come to the synagogue, you pray Arbit that's the end of that. Ah, Minha is different. Minha really gives a test to a person whether he really uh, is he's praying the, the proper way, whether he gives some kind of a sacrifice to pray Minha. Minha is in the middle of the day. Was in the winter. You work from 9 to 5, 9 to 6, some people 9 to 7, whatever. You got to pray Minha. Nowadays, like 410. You're in the middle of jail. You're in the middle of work. What do you do? Fortunately, nowadays, there are many in Manhattan, there's no, many, many places, even in offices, where they have certain time for Minha during the day in the afternoon. Baruch Hashem, nowadays we're fortunate we have that kind of thing. But it means that we have to be careful to find out where those kind of Minanim are. There are uh, probably lists of places available, but we have to make it a point. Shahrit and Arbit. They're very important, of course, but it's a little easier because it's before work and after work. This is during work. Yet, we have to somehow and be careful to pray also the Tiflah of Minha. The Tiflah Minha shows a real interest of the person. And at the same time, it was the time where Elion Navi was answered. So, Rabbutai, it's very important to keep on 
make sure that a preminha. There are many ladies who are only uh, responsible for one tefillah a day. Many of them they choose minha, which is very good. Uh, uh, but Baruch Hashem. Nowadays, like I said before, uh, it's not a big deal. You could always find a place for minha. So, uh, I want to just remind you again uh, that this particular station is very important. It does very good service to the community. It's for the benefit of all of us, uh, men, women, adult, young. Everyone can actually enjoy listening to it, whether it's divretora, whether it's uh, music. So please, whenever you can, try to help and contribute to the station. Also, we know that we have a, a beautifully renovated uh, social hall at SLC on uh, East 8th and Avenue T. And if you have any simha, please call us. We'll be very happy to accommodate you. Shalom Aleichem, Shavuot Tov.